Hello everybody, this is Misty with Vision Through the Mist and I wanted to talk to you today about being a homeschooling mother who is blind and single. So homeschoolers a lot of times come from families where two parents are there and usually dad works and mom stays home and homeschools the kids or dad stays home and homeschools the kids and sometimes both parents work whether it's working different times or a grandparent helping out but most of the time in the homeschooling families that I've known the mom stays home so um, my experience was different because when I started homeschooling first of all I had had some bad experiences when I had foster kids as a single mother who was blind and the school had given me a really hard time and so I knew that they would continue to give me a hard time when my son entered into the public school so he would be going to the same school and dealing with the same people so i knew that i was not wanting to deal with them i decided i wanted to homeschool him when he was two years old so when he was three um well right after i decided i wanted to homeschool him i started going to college to be a teacher because i loved teaching i loved kids i had done uh, home daycare and foster care and i thought teaching of course was the next step plus when i was in school i would always tutor the younger children so i really liked teaching um so i started going to school to be a teacher when he was about to turn three and right around that time I figured out that he had a speech problem. So he started going to speech therapy and he started going to occupational therapy and he started going to um, feeding therapy because he had issues with food. So this gave him a chance to focus on his therapy. And I knew I didn't want him to go to Head Start when he was three because I started doing some research And Head Start was designed for, like, single parents and low-income people because they felt like that the children of people like that would not be as academically inclined and would be behind. And I feel like people should go to Head Start based on a case-by-case basis, not not like if you have a lot of money then you don't need head start because your kid won't fall behind where if you don't i mean i know these things were designed for economic reasons and to help but to me it was a little condescending so i didn't want him to go to head start and i wanted to work with him at home and then he started all the therapy and i really thought it was helpful and he got private one-on-one therapy which is really good so i continued with that And then um, continued with my college. Continued, you know, with everything we were doing. And he started going to physical therapy for muscle weakness and things like that when he was about four. And again, like I said, I continued with my college. And then I found out that there was a homeschool co-op, which is where homeschoolers get together and take classes. And the parents usually teach. So I started helping out with that. But when I first walked into the co-op, I was the only single mother. I was the only person with a disability. And so I felt like a, you know, a very odd situation was going on there. And I didn't know if I could meet friends. And I didn't know what the homeschooling life was all about. And I felt very, you know, 
funny being the only one there that was single, but I made it work and I met friends and I learned a whole lot about homeschooling. And so, um, that was our first experience with other homeschoolers. And that's when I realized everybody was married and everybody's husband worked and most of the moms, most of the moms did not. So that was a challenge, I guess I could say. But I stayed at that homeschool co-op from the time he was three until he was about seven. So I was there for a while. I made friends. I connected. I started teaching classes. And that was good. And then we went to another homeschool co-op when he was about six. And we stayed there for a couple of years. I think we stayed there for two or three years and that was harder they were a little more skeptical of me I did teach classes eventually but they were very skeptical of me they were very they asked a lot of questions about me and they could be you know it wasn't always the greatest environment and during the time that he was five we found out that he had autism so I was dealing with that and then when he was six I got breast cancer so it was a lot to deal with during during that time period when all that was going on um and then we you know went to a third co-op when he was nine and that was different um it was more of a drop-off situation than the parents didn't connect I did help to help out a little bit because all the parents were required to help out but by then I was doing breast cancer treatments and stuff so I couldn't help out as much as I could wanted to and um then so we did that co-op when he was nine and ten and then we joined another co-op when he was 13 so we took some time off from co-ops we didn't go to a co-op when he was 11 or 12 and then we went to one when he was 13 and we stayed at that one for a little bit over a year and so last year we started doing something a little different we started taking classes at private schools so most of the kids go there every single day you know eight to three or whatever and then my son comes in like once a week my son comes in like once a week for class certain classes like computer or art or you know something that they don't need academics for and for my family that works out better the private schools have structure I've gone to school to be a teacher so I get along with the private school teachers I get to deal with the school environment I you know get to I I, my son and I both do well with structure there's set rules in the private schools and routines and you know my son does well with those situations the rules are set in stone the processes are set up um the teachers know how to deal with disciplinary issues better than parents who just teach every now and then or deal with their own kids most of the time so for us going into the private schools and taking classes like once a week works out a lot better than a co-op situation where all the parents are homeschool parents and don't have any educational background not that you need one but for our family I like the discipline of the classes better when the teachers are more comfortable dealing with a big group of kids and the classes are a little more organized and things like that so for us going into the private school helps out 
his need for socialization. And a lot of people do feel like homeschoolers do not get socialization, and I guess some of them don't. But my son has out of, okay, so we'll say since he was five, so he's 15. So out of the 10 years he's been homeschooling, he has been in co-ops probably, let's see, I said he was at the first one three, four years. Well, he was there when he was three. So, but if you go from five years old, he was at that when he was at his first co-op, you know, kindergarten and first grade. And he was at his second co-op, actually, when he was in first grade, we went to two co-ops. But So he was at the second co-op from first to first, well, he did second grade twice. So he was first, second, and second. And then he was at, so kindergarten, first, second, second, because he was in second twice. So that's four years of co-op. And then he was at the next co-op, third and fourth. So that's six years. And then he was at the next then we took a break for fifth and sixth and he started going back to a co-op in seventh so fifth and sixth grades were the only years that he was not in a co-op and during those years he was in 4-h he was in a homeschool 4-h now he only went to that once a month but he did go to it and he has done um when he was in seventh grade i think it was he did a homeschool he did a homeschool martial arts class with other homeschoolers once a week. He did that when he was in seventh grade. I believe it was seventh. And then he, um, like I said, and then last year we started, last year at the first part of the year, so the first part of eighth grade, he did a co-op on Thursdays and then went to a private school on Fridays. And then the second semester of eighth grade, we just went to the private school. And we just go to the private school now. So now we have a private school that we go to twice a week. And he goes to field trips with them. He went on a field trip with them today. They invite him. I mean, he could come every day and take electives, but I, that's a little much for us. But um, so he's always been in something like that. Um, we've always tried to be active with a church youth group. You know, it ebbs and flows with without driving. I don't get to do everything I'd like. He's um, didn't. He's not done a whole lot of play dates with friends through the years, but we do when we can. But that's never been something we've done a lot. He's done music lessons, which, of course, he didn't do those with other kids. Um, he's done, um, he's not really done sports. Oh, he did Boy Scouts from the time he was fifth, fourth grade. So he did Boy Scouts, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. And then eighth grade, he did, um, trail life which is a christian boy scout so he's done that this is the first year he's not done any sort of boy scout thing since he was 10 um yeah because he did boy scouts from 2015 to 2018 um so i mean he's always done a lot of stuff for socialization i mean because i think it's important too i was an only child as well and when you're an only child you do get lonely, whether you go to school or not. I mean, I went to school, but I was still lonely as an only child. So I totally get kids do need socialization. Um, 